Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Aaron. And this is Beyond the Ranch. Did you know that the first French fries weren't cooked in France? Where were they cooked? In Greece. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch. Welcome back to another edition of the Back to or Back Back to the Future Beyond the Ranch uh, podcast. As uh, we get uh, moving into the middle of July already, it's going so fast, isn't it? Though this is crazy. We're so not behind. I don't feel like we're far behind, but I feel like um, I just need there like, should be more done. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, I just need like three good long days in the garden, and I'll be caught back up. Yeah. But the weather's not cooperating. No, and that leads us right into uh, what we uh, decided was the topic of this podcast, and something that, you know, now this week we've actually started with the bull video has has gained a little bit of traction Mm -hmm. um, that we put out. So we've got a lot of new subscribers coming in. Um, a couple thousand within the last week or two, yeah, or week or so, and so with with new subscribers comes new always comments. comes a new attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, you get um, you get a lot of those people that are they kind of come in, they check things out, and they're gone. Um, whether they care about what we're doing or not, you know, or you know, they just want to see bulls have sex for some weird reason. Oh, so weird. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. <laughs> but uh, you know, we get we get this new influx of subscribers and a lot of them are great, but you do get the weird comments that start coming in mm-hmm. um, with with new new people and there is this level of you guys are not only lucky but you're you're spoiled you know we kind of get that you know gilbert really helped us out when before he passed away we you know we had relatively newer tractors you know no tractor over 10 years old um but but thing the 4055 was kind of old yeah i mean that's an older tractor that's a 20 25 year old tractor almost Mm -hmm. but the we have great equipment we do and And it's easy to snap judge and say that this is the thing we get so many new subscribers and people watch one video and they make up their mind in that one video about us and who we are and what we do and why we do it from that one single video yeah those are the people that aren't going to really stick around yeah um you know the people that go back and watch previous videos and learn more about us you know you can't say we can't tell our whole story in every Every single video no we can't yeah it can't be we used to work in radio and we came to help the family out and this is a family ranch with multiple families involved and you know my mom involved you know we can't say that in every single video you guys that are here every week would get tired of it right and we can't Obviously, we can't do that. So somebody comes in, they watch they watch one video that's doing really well, that has a hundred thousand views or whatever, and they watch that one video and they they come they make they make an assumption, they make a snap judgment about who we are, what we do, and why we do it, and then it seems like that's when I don't want to call it jealousy, but maybe that's what it is. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the like. You know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, like, why does it matter to you if we make videos on YouTube? You know, why does it matter to you if we have nice tractors? You know, like, the 4055, 
you know, it, it looks like a, a new tractor. It's got a lot of hours on it, and it doesn't, but it doesn't get used very much either because we have two other tractors. But it looks nice, partly because Gilbert always took care of his tractors, and we have buildings to put tractors in, but also John Deere's paint, they've spent a ton of money on paint technology so that 25, 30-year-old tractors still look, still look nice when, yeah. they're, when they're cleaned up. So... So the point of this is not to, to complain about new people that come in that, you know, don't understand where we're No, we're, we're never going to be able to explain everything in every single video. So, of course, there'll be judgments made, you know, in a 10-minute video. Right. But one of the big things that we really strive for in all of our videos, because there are there is that element of people in farming and ranching, and Gilbert was kind of one of them, who they complain a lot. There's that poor me mm -hmm. mentality. I'm just a farmer. Poor yeah. me. Right. And I'm not, you know, there's, there are people that, that, that do this, that are down on their luck, that have crappy tractors, or they do with what they can. Mm -hmm. So I think even if you're in that situation, you can still have a positive attitude, attitude about what you're doing and why you do it. And like one of my big things that I always try to put forward is the fact that you know, things can go south and you can have a horrible day, but still you, you keep going. Yeah. You know, and... and Unless the ranch, like, burned down in a lightning strike, at the end of the day, we're okay. Well, even if, even if the... Even if there was a... Let's, let's say there was a huge grass fire or whatever, or a building burned down or whatever, it wouldn't... It wouldn't change who we are and what we do. No, I mean, it'd just be the next day. It would be clean up and, and move on. You know, as long as we're okay and our animals are okay, you know, and, and things could happen where the animals would not be okay. You know, wildfire season has been really bad in areas around us in the last few years, and, and people have lost entire herds in, in wildfires. And, and that would potentially put the ranch out of business. There's no denying that that would be hard to come back from. But as long as our family was okay, we're okay. Right. So having that positive outlook... How does that, I know I know for you in the garden, like there are definitely times where you just kind of want to throw your hands up and be like, I am done. Yeah. I don't want to do this or I don't want to have to deal with this mess. But what what are the motivating factors for you that when you, how do you stay positive in the gardens? I don't want to let my customers down. So even like with the tomato crop being so far behind, like it's easier to, to go to farmer's market, you know, and, and we got a lot of people, you know, market opened this last week and so we've been to one market and a lot of people were like do you have tomatoes or when are tomatoes going to be ready and you know my answer is september if we even get any you know but it, it's to me it's better to say i'm sorry they're really late because we had problems but i hope they're coming than mm -hmm. to say nope i'm sorry i didn't plant i didn't any plant any because it was too hard <laughs> it was too hard i didn't think it would work um, yeah, I mean, and, and people can sympathize and, and understand with the weather situation and stuff. Everybody knows that we've had weird weather and, and long periods of rain. And, and you know, so they, they're living that life with us just in a different way. But so I, I have the ability to explain the high tunnel took forever to build. We're still trying, you know, and I think that's so I don't want a big thing is to not let my customers down. So even when the weeds are crazy and the tomatoes are late and you know, water's not working or whatever happens, it's, it's, you can't give up. Right. You know, I would be out of business. I would be done, you know, if I gave up. I think that we were talking about this earlier, but like 
in our former life, <laughs> which kind of sounds weird, <laughs> but when we worked in radio and we worked in an office building, and like you had a bad day or a bad week, I mean, you could just kind of say, F it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You know, and. and or you could blame somebody else. That's a big thing, too. I mean, if, when you're out here by yourself, there's nobody else to blame. No, know? I don't have another planting of lettuce and radishes put in. And it's nobody's fault. I've been busy, but I don't have anybody to blame except for myself, you know. And, and not that I put off doing it. It's just that I physically have not had time to get to it. But there's no one to blame, you know. It's on me. Yeah, and like when I had ranch hands in previous years, like it was easy it was almost nice to have somebody else to blame sometimes, and I feel bad, you know, because I had, you know, I had Tyler and I had Mitch and, and, and you know, Sam before that. And, like, having that person around that you could say, you know, that could okay. could take a little bit of the blame. Sure. You know, yeah. and usually it was their fault. <laughs> so, I mean, but there's also that blame that fault that would, you know, they would do something that would break something or whatever else. But part of that came back on me, too, because I never... If I never said, hey, do not do this. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with kids, I mean, everybody that has kids or worked around kids or, you know, been around kids, you know how this goes because you almost have to just, you know, explain to them, you know, step by step. Every single possible little tiny detail. <laughs> right. And this could go wrong and this could go wrong and make sure that you do this. And, and you know, some kids are better about it. Some aren't. But the fact is, even, even with those kids, I always tried to... Um, you know, put that message forward that, yeah, we screwed up. You screwed up today. Mm-hmm. You broke the gator or you, uh, broke a tractor, broke a tractor or whatever, but we still have to, we still have to go forward. We either, yeah. we fix it. We, and I'm going to show you how to fix it or, you know, we're going to, yeah. And you'd make them fix stuff if they broke it. If well, yeah, that's the only way that you learn, I think. Yeah. I mean, and, and there might be, you know, there's so many, you know, when we worked in, in radio back, back to that, but you know, if something went wrong, you could always pass the buck mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, this isn't working. It's your problem. Yeah. You know, or um, I tried, didn't work for me. You get to try it now. Yeah, and I remember... There isn't any of that here. No. There, if something doesn't work the first time, I just have to try it again and figure out how to make it work. <laughs> I remember, like, being in sales and stuff, you know, and if as a group you didn't meet your goal for the month of, of sales dollars, you know, as long as you were a little bit better than somebody else... You're not the blame you're, you're for that. Not, it wasn't all your fault, you know. If you did a little bit better than the last month or you did better if somebody else was having a bad month and you, you saw that that was happening, if you did better than them, then, you know, you're not the one in the hot seat that month. Could it be you the next month? But, yeah, I mean, I think the blame game was easy to pass around in in our nine-to-five jobs. Right. Where, when you came here, was it weird, like... You know the the buck stops here kind of thing. Like, did it take you a while to adjust to that, or did you slip right into those? I mean, so we I didn't start the gardens until 2010. We'd been here a couple of years, and yeah, I mean, I remember being like overwhelmed with the amount of work that I had to do. Like, I remember when we when we did the big garden, it's 8,000 square feet, you know, and I put crops in, and you know, even just planting a row of stuff took a lot longer than you know what I was used to, and. Then the weeds start coming and just being like, I'm, I can't do this. I'm never going to be able to get through this garden, you know, and, and feeling just really overwhelmed by it. But it was just, you know, you go out every day and, and you chip away at it. And 
I remember, like, letting weeds get out of control and just being like, well, this really isn't that big of a deal. And then seeing the impact it would have on the, the crop and the harvest and the, the health of the plant and being like, okay, this this can't work. You know, so I remember, like, making mistakes because I thought I knew how to garden and I really didn't. I didn't know how to market garden. I knew how to garden for a family. But I remember, like, learning stuff along the way and being like, okay, we can't do that. We have to do it different. I have to be better about this, this, and this. I mean, it was a, you know, and it's still to this day. I mean, I already have plans for what I'm going to do next year. Different. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's always something new every year. I guess that's a good thing. Just tweaking at this point, you know, but it's obviously plant tomatoes on time. Um, You know, now I kind of feel like I have my feet Could on. you do... Uh, two different plantings of tomatoes. So you had early season tomatoes and late season I tomatoes. Plant everything at the same time, but I plant different varieties that have different date to maturities. So I try and plant something that's like a fifty-five to sixty date to maturity, and then something that's more like a a seventy-five. So that's how I stagger out my harvest. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. See, and there's stuff that that you do. I have. I still have no idea. Like if. If you got sick and were out for two weeks, oh, I'd, no I'd be done. I would just, <laughs> how would we, you know, how would we do this? But, I could take care of the cows this time. I could take care of the cows most of the time, except for calving. Calving would be tough for me. I so could much. feed the cows in the wintertime, and you I can. could check water in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, but if it came down to you need to go fix a quarter mile of fence... Yeah, no, you, I don't know if I could do that. Could you figure that out? I think you, you could. have a video about it, so I think I could do it. <laughs> I think you could figure it out. I mean, and that you know, it's nice that that we're able to do that for each other, where we can help each other out. You can pull ways. weeds for me. Oh I yeah, mean, I if can, I tell I, you where what you're pulling and what you're not pulling. Oh yeah, no, I, I think that I don't give myself enough credit. I think no. I could probably figure. Could it you out. plant the market gardens? Could I plant them? Probably not as well as you do, because I wouldn't have the planning down. You know, like the. You know, I would say, okay, I know that we have to plant these five things, and we'll just do a row of each. <laughs> it's much different this year, the garden is. I know, it's like in 30-inch oh, beds so and pretty. all this kind of stuff. It looks much different, though, doesn't it? Does it does look a lot better. It looks a lot better than it has in years past. And I don't yeah. know if it's just because you're on top of it with the weeds, or if it's the way well, that it's planted. There's one section of the garden that's just weeds galore, but you won't, we're not going to talk about They're that. green, so they look they, are green. they look nice. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the garden is really good this year. It's it's weedy in sections and stuff, but I'm, I'm making headway at it. And and planting in beds and changing that, and I, I've talked about that in a video when I was planning the market garden. You know, we changed the layout drastically. And, you know, even when I'm planning these things and stuff, like I... I remember, like, the first high tunnel and stuff, and I watched YouTube videos on how to raise tomatoes in high tunnels and stuff, and, like, I get this thing in my head of what I think I'm going to do and stuff, and then putting it on paper and, and then putting it into the garden. You know, even when I'm planting the garden, I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm like, is it all going to fit? I'm, you know, I have all these seeds still, and I'm working my way down the garden, and it's, it's you know, is this going to work out? Is this going to work out? And I always, like, flip-flop between, I don't have enough stuff to plant, or, oh my gosh, I have too much stuff to plant, I'm not going to fit this in. Somehow it works out every year. So It is amazing how it kind of does that. I mean, no matter how many screw-ups we have throughout the year, or how much weather we have to deal with, or lack, you know, the lack of planning or anything like that at the end of the year it it always does seem to kind of everything comes together you know mm -hmm. no matter what we're going to be selling calves in october mm -hmm. you know we've got that part down we've got calves <laughs> yeah um haying of course is still going on but we'll have some hay we'll be buying a bunch of hay still where that money is going to come from we don't know yet 
but and that's you know back to the sorry to cut you off but back to the you know no, your, you're not. your tractors look nice comments and, but it's like the ranch is in a a really tricky financial situation with having to buy hay for the buy a majority of the hay for three years in a row yeah they don't it hurts and you know i've explained to people that you know it you know, it somebody said that we make it look too pretty the whole process the whole ranching process is just too pretty on it from us and i don't think it's it's a it's a matter of it being too pretty i think it's the, the fact that we put a positive spin on things mm-hmm. that we try to make things look like you know it's going to have a good outcome we're going to make it if, if we complained all the time which we do complain in the podcast like this is kind <laughs> of our venting point but if we complained all the time then we'd get crap for that too you know and it'd be like you have a negative outlook and you're ungrateful and you're not working hard enough and you know all this stuff so i mean either way like we're screwed positive well, I, think, or, I think there you catch more bees with honey yeah or is that what, is that the saying or you catch more bears with honey? i can't remember is it bears more, or bees more, it's not, it's more flies the more, more flies, flies well, i don't want any flies <laughs> bees don't need your honey they make their own <laughs> true so i screwed that up but you know what i'm you know what i'm saying though like it's a it's a matter of fact it's a matter of of being positive and and having a positive message mm-hmm for what you're doing you know yeah we could we could make a video where all we do is complain about calf prices or complain about the hay or complain about whatever but i think that the fact is that it's real number one well yeah i mean we're really doing the work so right of course and, it's and the problems are real yeah we're not making up crap so that we can make videos no so. we've never like staged anything no for t- it's just like the 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 raining when I had that hay or the last hay video, the raking video, uh-huh. I had hay down. It rained, it poured, poured, and all and all. And I remember talking to Aaron about this because I said, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I have a raking video to put out, and all my crap is rake. in the ditch. I can't rake anything. <laughs> you just fix. You just. And Aaron it. said, just go with what's going on. Go with what we have because yeah. that's that's what's really happening. So yeah. then being able to take a story that that I have in my mind at that point, rework it. Um, for what's actually happening you know my plan was originally to have like a straight up raking video this is the rake this is how it works here's the controls (laughs) here's the you know talk about the tractor and how that runs and that kind of stuff but it it turned into something totally different because of real life Mm -hmm. but at the same time we didn't make it a negative thing at the at the end of the video it was about getting back in the tractor raking up what we could and moving on yeah you know you can't throw your hands up and and i think that there is that aspect of yeah you get a minute to pout yeah. you you get you get that you have to have that because oh, if yeah. you don't then you're just going to go insane I come you can't in. walk around smiling all the time no i mean and, and we vent to each other you know i'll come in from a day in the garden and be like this isn't working or this isn't looking good or i'm overwhelmed you know and i vent to you but you know if i if i would if i was making a video in that moment not that i would be not truthful with our struggles but it would be, what's the next step? I think right. it's always in our videos when we're dealing with an adversity, it's what's the next step? Yeah, how do you overcome this? What is the resolution to this? No, and I think what I've learned in agriculture too is like when you delay a decision, like if you delay a decision with calving, if you wait even 10 minutes to pull a calf, it could be the difference. It could between, be difference. And it's the difference not only between life and death, but it's the difference between a $700 calf. And or nothing. nothing. 
And, you know, other stuff, we, of course, have more than minutes to decide. And, and even with calving and pulling calves and stuff. Sometimes. Have but, I mean, I, I, I think I've told every ranch hand that we've ever had working here that, you know, if you have any doubt in your mind, do what you have to do right now. Mm-hmm. Don't wait. Because, yeah, like, especially with calving. I mean, that, you have, sometimes you have minutes. Minutes, yeah. And, you know, there are other circumstances. You know, if we're haying and I'm looking at the forecast going, you know, there's 20% chance of rain. That's where you're stuck right now. What do I do? Yeah, where do I, do I go cut? Do I, do I put down hay and then chance it? Um, Do I roll those dice? You know, that kind of stuff. Those are the the decisions that yeah you can take a little bit extra time and think about yeah but there are definitely those decisions that you have to you know you have to make up your mind right now you know and even with weather there's decisions like that there's a storm cloud coming is there hail in it (sighs) is there a possibility there's hail you know how do we deal with that you know getting vehicles in or you know closing tunnels or whatever else we deal with that all the time right yeah yeah for sure i know i sometimes like spin myself around in the garden because i go out and it's like this needs done this needs done and this needs done and this needs my attention and it's like where do i start you know that sometimes the hard part is like where do i start what is most important right in this instant you know what what's in the most jeopardy kind of you know plant crop wise <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes I struggle with that you know and I I bounce that around a lot of like what am I going to do and like tomorrow like we've got weather coming in and stuff so you're stuck like should I go put hay down in the morning you know and I'm the same way in the gardens it's wet out there because we've had rain I'm not accomplishing what I need to accomplish what can I go do tomorrow what time should I go out well the forecast says it's going to rain at noon how much can I get done and I could be like oh it's going to rain tomorrow I'm not going to do anything you could. But I have to be like, what can what can I get done? Right, before the rain hits. Because otherwise, if we get an inch of rain tomorrow, which at one point I saw almost an inch of rain in the forecast, then I'm not in the gardens the next day. And then we're in the market. And I mean, so it's just like snowballs. And that's every bad decision or even every indecision on the ranch. Sometimes it snowballs so quickly. And, you know, a problem that you put off today is a big problem by the time you can get back to it to mm-hmm. deal with again. Yeah. So, but we can't just sit and cry about it, you know. No, you have to. Uh, here, a good example is last year, I had a cow that bloated, mm-hmm. and so when I go out to check cows when I'm calving, I usually have two routes that I can go. I can go clockwise or I can go <laughs> counterclockwise. It's so funny. You have like a path. I do. I wear a path in the ground because I have a definite, you know, I know where the calves, I know where the cows hide. Mm-hmm. I know where, you know, so you know I know where your problem spots are. I know are. where my problem areas are. So I know where I need to go. So I have a choice and it's basically a big loop. So I can go, I can go clockwise or I can go counterclockwise. This day I actually went counterclockwise. If I would have went clockwise, I would have been at that cow 10, 15 minutes Earlier. before I actually found her. Um, we did an emergency C-section on her, lost her and the calf. Total disaster. Horrible. Horrible yeah. day. Um, if I would have went the other way, it could have had the same exact result. I would have been there 15 minutes sooner. You know. Yeah, and you beat yourself up about that a lot. And it's easy to do that. It's it's easy to take that negative and and and... You know, let that wear down on you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then then eventually, though, you start, you know, you have to, at least for us, and some people don't. Some people live in the negative. And I don't know how they, I don't know how they do it, but I, you've known people that live that way. Mm-hmm. I know people that live that way. And everything's the negative. 
And if you do that, like in this situation, you know, I'm not second guessing myself every time I go out to check cows, you know, and I'm, should I go clockwise? Should I go counterclockwise? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do that. You, you have to say, okay, yeah, I lost that game. I lost that inning. I lost that round, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's a, a new game starts in, right now. Right now. And, and we're going to win this one. Uh-huh. So whether it's calving, haying, the gardens, uh, the selling kids. calves, the kids, <laughs> sorting cows, no matter what it is, even if, even, you know, if you even go back to, to working a nine to five, um, you know, you can lose, you can lose a game. You can lose, like I said, you can lose a game or you can lose that inning, but the next one starts right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to, you know, you can sit in the dugout for a few minutes and, and, you know, cry about it or pout or whatever you want to do, but you're going to have to get out there and play again. Because if you sit on the bench, these are a lot of sports analogies here, <laughs> but if you sit on the bench, you're going to miss the game. Yeah. You're going to miss the, you're going to miss every chance. And you might do fine on the bench. A lot of people can sit on the bench for a long time, but if you want to, if you want to advance in your career, if you want to be a better rancher, if I want to be a better gardener, we have to play the game again. So tomatoes suck this year. Harvest, unlikely. I'm giving myself about a 13% chance of a harvest. <laughs> Why 13? I don't know. That's just what popped in my head. But next year, it'll be different. You know, and and our innings are a year at a time, you know, in some aspects. Right. I don't yeah. get another chance at this until next year. Right. But I will make sure that I have better odds at the beginning you know there's always something especially in the gardens mm-hmm. it always seems like there's something where the ball gets dropped or there's some circumstances that happens where that's not going to work you know what i'm saying yeah like, i mean i had this it, year it's tomatoes and yeah. and but there's and always it, crop failure always last year i had no kohlrabi they just did not germinate and i seeded twice you know kohlrabi looked great this year um so i've come to expect that that i'm going to fail at something and most of the time, it's out of my control. It's just something didn't... But something, you can always... Even if it's out of your control, you still learn from that failure. I still learn from it. We kind of put too much manure in the gardens last year. So we won't do that again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. And, and I tried a different kohlrabi seed this year, you know? And so it's... it's You know, I, I've tried lots of different things. I was like, oh, this... I'm still in the search of, like, the perfect carrot. I'm trying a new <laughs> carrot again this year. We'll see, you know, what it works. I don't want mediocrity, you know, in, in my stuff. So it's, you know, I will search for that perfect carrot. I, I did it for cucumbers for a long time, you know, and now I have a variety of cucumbers that I love that do really great and they look beautiful and they get big and they're even colored and they taste great. You know, it met all my criteria. It took me a long time to find a cucumber that I liked. Um, carrots. This is our ninth year of market gardening, and I've not figured out the carrot thing. So luckily, they keep coming up with new hybrids, so we can keep trying. Keep trying new carrots. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, and last year, like I didn't get my my winter crops in the ground when I needed to my carrots and my scallions. It's almost time to put those in, and you know, kind of the same thing. Like I I didn't do it right last year. Clock is ticking. I got to get that other high tunnel ready to go. I don't need to cover it yet to, to seed carrots. They'll be just fine without it. Um, but it's it's time to, to get the seeds in the ground. So what do we need to do? You know, Are you a list maker? You're not. No, really. it's all in my head. And it like rattles around up there. And that's where like my that stress and that anxiety. I think you're not a list maker, though, because your mom is such a list maker. Oh, she makes lists like crazy. I have never seen a woman that makes a list 
and puts a time I'm gonna... by every... At 8.03, I'm going to do this. And <laughs> at 10.07, I'm going to do that. I have never seen that before in my life. But, yeah, she does I have that. a list in my head of, like, what I... Like, I know what needs to be done in the gardens. And I know... I, I kind of, like, multiple lists. Like, what needs to be done right now? What is a priority? What I need to... I need to pull weeds, right? And then, you know, we're in market season, so harvest and pick and wash and stuff is on the list. And then... But also, like, we need to hang strings for tomatoes in case they grow enough that we need <laughs> to string them. <laughs> so we're, we're good for a couple of weeks because we'll see what they do. Um, but then it's also... Winter gardening mm-hmm. needs to start. I also need to start some stuff in the basement. You know, so those are all, like, lesser priority things. But, you know, the priority right now is weeds. And I I do need to get stuff started for the basement for winter. So. I mean, there's there's always something to be done. Do you make lists? I mean, you have the project list. I have, I have, I have, yeah, I have, like, ideas. A lot of it's in my head. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I do have the list on the board. I don't do the time thing. (laughs) Um... How, if, how does that work? If you say you're going to do something at eight oh three and it's eight oh five, do you get to cross it off your list because now you don't need to do it? I don't know. I think that's how no, your mom does just it. No, just like bump everything back. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow at eight oh three, I'll try this again. Me, that would just make me feel like a failure. Like if I didn't, and I do it when I'm in the gardens. Like I'll be like, I need to get this done by like lunchtime. And sometimes I make it, and sometimes I don't. I mean, like I set time goals for myself sometimes. I'm most of the time really wrong on estimating how long. <laughs> Maybe you're in the wrong time zone. <laughs> Maybe that's just what the problem is. I'm just in the wrong time zone. Um, but I do, you know, because it's always like when I'm weeding, especially, it's always I'm trying to think two or three steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And so I need to get this done so I can do this. And then I need to do this and this and this and this. So I do try and cram as much in. I like to weed fast. I cannot. Oh gosh, when it goes slow and it's tedious, I just like want to pull my hair out. So. I hate weeding. I just. I it's don't just mind one of those it. things that drives me crazy. I really don't mind it anymore. It's just part of it. I used to like just, ugh, like it was, ugh, awful. I hated it. Um, now I don't mind it. I I have carpal tunnel though, and it it flares up when I pull a lot of weeds. And I, I weeded for several hours today, and I, I walked around the edge of the garden and where the weeds blow in, like, next to the, the panels. Next to the fence. Next to the fence and the and the board that we have. Like, those, they were big. But they need... I, this is one of those weird things I'm like, I don't know what I should do. Because, like, they needed to go because they're going to go to seed. Mm-hmm. And that's just disastrous. Because <laughs> then you're just putting more seeds into your soil, and then you're going to have more weeds. Um you can't chop them down with a weed eater. That doesn't work. Okay. Um, so I have to pull them out. But it's like, I have this over here that needs to be weeded too. But these are really going to go to seed soon. But when I pull those really big weeds around the edge, it really hurts my wrist. So I have carpal tunnel issues tonight. My hands hurt. <laughs> On the bright side, though, you got a lot done today. I did get a lot done today. And that's why I don't mind weeding anymore. Because I feel like it's like a physical, tangible thing that I can see progress made Mm -hmm. like when i put seeds in the ground i don't get to see that for a week or 10 days when i weed all i have to do is turn my head and look behind me and i can see what i'm accomplishing yeah that makes sense i mean i kind of feel that way with haying at the same time though it seems like it takes forever yeah so does weeding takes forever you've helped me hay before yeah it takes forever you 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 make four trips around the field and you're like oh i haven't even made a dent in this thing yet i've been out here for four hours gilbert always used to say and this is maybe right or maybe not once you got about like a quarter of the way in 
you were actually like halfway around. Right, because you're making those circumferences. Each time you go around, your circle's smaller. Yeah. You know, basically. But, but man, it would take forever to get away from the fence. <laughs> <laughs> when is this fence going to go away? Yeah. And then, but I also remember like trying to finish up, right? And just be like, again, you play, I would play that guessing game. I only have two more trips around with the rake. In reality, I'd have like 15. Mm-hmm. Aaron would call me sometimes and she'd say, how long before you're done? And I'm like, oh, I got another hour left. And then three hours later, she calls me again. What happened to an hour? Well, I can't judge time at all. When it's, you're hanging, well, it's so distance, hard. distance, too. Distances, like it's, yeah. It's hard to judge the distance. Yeah, it is hard. But, you know, there is that that satisfaction when you make when you go down that last row oh, of yeah. a field. And the last row of the year you know, your last bale of the year or your whatever it might be. tiny bale. Yeah, your little you tiny bale that you make at the very end. And you're like, I am done. Well, you're not done because now you got to go gather all that hay and bring it all back and stack it. And then you, But those are the things that, that keep you going, that you, that you keep looking forward to. I know, you know, we've talked about this before, but I know that Saturday Farmer's Market, Aaron lights up mm-hmm. and she could have the most, you could have the most horrible week. I'm talking like you weren't here. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. Talk to the audience. Have the most horrible week ever. And then on Saturday, now not Saturday morning, it has to be Saturday about 8.30 once the market starts and things are kind of up and rolling. 8.01, like the smile has to... eh, eh. But it's not a fake smile. No, it's not a fake smile. But, I mean, setup is chaotic and being market managers... Well, and loading the truck in the morning and getting out of here in time and everything else is, is a pain. And forgetting the scale at home and you have to go get the scale. Well, we forget I, something every oh, week. Every week we forget something. No, some weeks we don't, but at least half the weeks we forget something. <laughs> but but, but the, the fact of the, the matter is that, like, the little bit, they have a triangle, like an old-fashioned triangle that they ring. A dinner bell thing. I yeah, don't know. Is it, it a dinner bell? It's know. a triangle. But, yeah, it's like the old chuck wagon triangle yeah. thing. And, you know, when that thing rings, it's just like... All the weight of the week is kind of gone for a few hours. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to just enjoy what you've made and enjoy passing that on to somebody else. Yeah, there's always a lot of questions of when are we going to have this and, you know, why didn't you make this this coffee cake? Why did you make this? You know, but that's fine. I don't mind those questions. And, and, you know, I'm happy to say, you know, next week we'll have this or, you know, zucchini or two weeks out and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it, it at that point, it is what it is. We've done what we could do and... And the booth is open, and and the tables are set up, and and this is what the week, the what the week's work has has produced us. Right. For produced us, produced for us. Produced for us. <laughs> yeah, and that's the cool thing about I don't, I don't really get that so much on the ranch. I get that at certain times, but like even you know like selling calves is kind of hard for me with you know the calves yeah, it's are like going. A, so it's like selling calves is like a weird thing. Like when that semi pulls out, it's like. You know, it, it, it's it's such a good feeling, for me at least. Like, uh, not that I've done a lot of work, but you know, the work is done. That chapter is closing. There's also the stress to come of the next few hours of what are they going to bring at auction. There's yeah, there's a stress there. Um, but you know that you did your job. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, but, you know, it is also hard. You know, somebody asked me this week. You know, do you get attached to the bottle caps? Yeah. Well, how can't you? Yeah. If, if you're human. Yeah, well, I, get, I I know a lot of people that don't, and they're, but it is sad when that sounds. Yeah, you, out. I mean, you spend every day with these little guys, and you get to know them, and you get to know their personalities, and they get to know you, and and they they do when you're loading them on the truck. 
I'll, honestly, I'll tell you my secret. What I try to do is mix them in with the calves. Mm-hmm. When we're when we um, bring all the calves back, we sort off all the calves. I'll mix the bottle calves up in with them, and you'll see me do it. Uh, the reason I do that is because then they just become another face in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and then they go with the flow. Yeah, if, well, we, and- if we were in a situation or, or somewhere where we loaded up all the calves, and then we said, okay, now we're going to load the bottle calves, mm-hmm. that would be like... No. Hard. And we've learned, too, because they don't behave like normal calves. Like, you did a video, like, learning how to cow. Mm-hmm. It's about teaching bottle calves, like, how to how to behave. Like, we got to kick them out and get them around some other, other cows. cows. Like, when the bull comes off the heifers, they need to go out to pasture. Mm-hmm. And then it's an easier, it's like a step in the detachment because you're not... It is, but they still know you. Yeah, they do. You know, and that's the hard part for me. I, I think maybe the first or second year we were here, uh, we had Snowball. Mm-hmm. Snowball won. It was the first yeah. first snowball because we had a couple of snowballs. But um, Snowball one, I think we went to load him on the trailer by himself. And he just wanted to hang out with me. Yeah. And he followed me on the trailer. And he didn't do well at auction either. They thought he was blind. Yeah, they thought he was blind because he was so tame. Yeah. And he, all he wanted to do was hang out with people. And yeah. that was sad. And, like, you know, I had to physically, like, lead him into the trailer. And, and there's, there's a, a fly. fly in here. There's a fly in here. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that kind of thing is tough, but at the same time, you know, there is that, uh, yeah, that, you know, that satisfaction of being able to say, yes, I'm done with that chapter and I'm moving on, Mm -hmm. you know, and now we move on to something else. We move on to whatever it may be, but uh, coming back around to the whole positive thinking thing and, and, you know, you can live in the negative. Yeah. And I think, honestly, if I went back in my life and I went back to probably probably like my late 20s like 25 to 30 years old i like i wasn't really that fun of a person to be around Mm -hmm. i was i was you know i had a decent job but i was still kind of at the bottom and i was working my way up through a radio and you know there was a massive amount of stress all the time i was working in a large market actually i was on a syndicated station um it was it was a really really hard time for me and it was very it was it was like i lived in just a negative place yeah and there you know there wasn't really a whole lot of satisfaction in what I was doing or anything along those lines. So now when I'm in a situation where I have a choice now, and I I did have a choice then, you know, but I don't think I knew how to take advantage of that choice or how to change my mindset. Mm -hmm. Whereas now I know that I have that choice in my life and I can choose to be Debbie Downer, (laughs) you know, or you can, you can look towards the positive in, damn near anything if you can find something good about if you can find something bad about something you can find something good about it Mm -hmm. and i think you know coming back to the positive side of things i think what youtube has taught me and and probably you along the way too is like if we put our mind to anything not that every video has been the most successful and you know putting the bowls out with the cows for whatever weird reason is doing really well and is being really successful but the thing is, is that if we if we work hard at something, we are have we're fortunate enough right now to have an opportunity that that hard work is paying off, and I think, I think the ranch has taught us that if you work extra hard at calving, you're going to have a better calf mm-hmm. crop. I mean, it's sad to say that, but that's you know it, it's that's what it is. It's an agriculture product. If I work hard in the gardens. I have better products to take to my customers. If we are attentive parents and pay attention to our kids, we have better behaved kids. You know, so I think I think the ranch has taught us that you cannot give up. You can't not go out and feed. If you even if you're sick. 
Those animals are going to starve to death or have hypothermia. They won't starve to death in one day. Well, if the weather's 30 below, you're going to have hypothermia. You're going to have all kinds of problems. You're going to have cows with pneumonia. I mean, it it is really like every day the work needs done. But with the work being done every day, there's great rewards. I took a picture of a sunset the other day and put it on Instagram and Facebook. And one of the hashtags was best life. I feel like every day we live the best life. Because we make it the best. But I think there's so many people that, like, we've seen through YouTube of, like, I wish that I could have this. Or, you know, my granddad had this life, and I miss it. And I wish I would have chased after that boy in high school that was too busy working on his grandpa's farm. <laughs> you know? I mean, I just think, like, we're YouTube has opened a new window to us. That there's so many people that would be so grateful to have this life. That we and that better, if we're not, then we're just pissing in somebody's face. We better appreciate yeah, it. I get you. I got that. That makes sense. And I do, we do appreciate it. I think we always have. Yes. I think that YouTube has opened a new... It's it's made us better people, I think, honestly. It's made us work and it's yeah. so much harder. But And there are people that, you know... Um, I was, who the heck was I talking to? Uh, somebody here recently said that... And this was... Maybe it might have been a farmer's market... But said, you know, you guys are so busy. You guys are swamped all the time between, you know, the YouTube thing, between the ranch, between everything everything else you guys do. You guys are busy all the time. How the hell are you smiling? Like, and it's like, that's just... What else are you going to do? Yeah. Be Debbie Downer, like yeah, you said? Yeah, but you just keep on... No one's going to come to our booth if we're Debbie Downers. <laughs> right. And I, I just I just don't believe in negativity anymore. No. You can't. I mean, you can have your moments. Like I said, you know, you everybody has their, I want to scream or throw a wrench or I'm going to go have a beer or I'm going to pout in the corner for a while or whatever. You can have those. Mm-hmm. But the, the fact of the matter is that you have to pick yourself up, get back on the horse... Yeah. And, and ride. I think if I would have had, like, my work ethic that I have now and my, like, I am determined every year to make the market gardens better than they were the year before and to bring a better product to my customers. If I had had that attitude when I was in advertising, which I had some of that, I was good at my job and I worked hard on it. But I also, because there was all these other people, if I had an opportunity to slack off... <laughs> I took that, you know, and I was an outside salesperson. So, you know, I could take a three hour lunch and say I was with clients. I really wasn't, (laughs) you know, every salesperson does that. Um, But the good salespeople don't. And so I was okay with being average and better than some, but I was never the best. But now I have to be the best. You're the only one. I'm, yeah, I'm the only me. You're the num- you're the number one. Air- I always tell Aaron this all the time. You're the best player on my team. Tell her that all the time. That's you're right. the best player on our team. Our team is really small, <laughs> but we have to be. You have to be. So be the best player on your team. And you're the best player on the cows team. I don't know. There's some good cows out there. Yeah, but they can't feed themselves in the winter time. <laughs> uh, I bet you they could figure it out. They can't turn the water on or break the ice. <laughs> you know. I mean, and that I think is what's different about being in agriculture is there are living beings depending on you every single day it's kind of like being a parent to 150 cows Mm -hmm. they need you my gardens need me if i just put seeds in the ground and came out in july and said i want to harvest you like that shit ain't gonna work Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know (laughs) if you just put the bulls in and then checked back in in april and said where's my babies (laughs) can you imagine who you did that just showed back up 
you know. That's how they used to do it back in the day. I, I mean. know, but it's just not how it works. Like we have to be, we have to be present and accountable and work hard every day. And we can be negative, or we can just be positive. We do get a little cranky when we get tired. We do, <laughs> and that happens quite often. But our tired is not like oh, I only got eight hours of sleep tonight, though. It's more like I got four hours of sleep for the last seven days. <laughs> yeah, and then it tends to start start to wear on you. Yeah. And eventually you do have to kind of make yourself a reset day. So anyway, um, I guess that's uh, that's pretty much it for today. You know, be the best player on your team. That is great advice. Whatever your team is. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for being a part of our team, even though we're the best players. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, we really do. We really do appreciate you guys. You guys that listen to the podcast, and I've kind of come to realize this: that you know, you have those those people that are part of your community or whatever that are the ones that you know you can count on. Super fans. Super fans, and you know, just like I've said in the past. Um, you know, you guys may be fans of our Wyoming life, but we are huge fans of you guys. And thanks for coming out and hanging out with us. Be sure to check out our podcast every Friday on whatever uh, Dealey Bobber you're listening to it on, <laughs> whether it's Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, Apple Tunes, <laughs> Apple iTunes. Is that what it is? iTunes? Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on the Anchor app, and that's where you can leave us voicemails, and uh, we can actually... Uh, hear your voice and get you on a podcast as well. So thanks for hanging out with us tonight or this morning, today, whenever it may be. It's actually night while we record this because everything happens here after the dark. And (laughs) Really, we just put the kids to bed and it's the only quiet time we have. (laughs) True. So thanks for coming out and uh, we'll see you next time right here on Beyond the Ranch. Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch.